Hello, welcome, welcome back to the Vineyard Youth Online podcast. My name is Dave, I am the Associate Youth Pastor. Uh, and my name is Rach, I am the Youth Pastor at Vineyard Church Cardiff. It was great to see so many of you on Tuesday. If you weren't there, if you haven't joined one of our small groups yet, we would love you to, and you can sign up for them at vineyardcardiff.org forward slash youth. So to kick us off every week, we do the highlights of our week. Um, we always start with Judah's highlight, who is our 18-month-old, because otherwise all of our highlights would just be Judah. Because um, he's so cute. Because he's really cute at the moment. Um, so Judah's highlight of the week and my maybe parenting fail of the week... Yeah, I was up there. ...was uh, he really wanted to taste my um, Roundtree Street Pastel ice lolly. Mm. And I thought, well, why not? You just, like, one lick won't hurt you. Apparently it will. He's allergic to pineapple. It has pineapple juice in it. <laughs> um, so he loved it, but then he also had to chase it down with some Pyroton. Yeah. <laughs> Pyroton chaser. My highlight uh, has got to be... I don't know if you guys have seen the blessing video that's going round... Um, but the, someone has done a version with one of those uh, like rubber chickens that screams when you squeeze it, and they've done a version of the song with that chicken, and it's called like Worship Chicken or something. And it honestly, I was just crying, laughing, watching it. It was just exactly what I needed the the other day. Uh, so that is definitely my highlight. It's also really skillful. It's I don't know how they do it, but it is brilliant. It's amazing. Um, my highlight, I mean, that was definitely up there on my highlights. Um, my highlight is I have started watching Glow Up on BBC. I don't know if any <laughs> of you guys have. It's not really Dave's scene. Not my um, thing. It's like sort of the bake-off for makeup. And um, it's really impressive. Like, it's not... It is impressive, to be fair. It's not just like, I've put some mascara on. It's like full-on, like, prosthetics and, like, art on their faces. I just, I think it's very cool. I'm, like, I'm not a big makeup person myself, but it's really impressive. You have been enjoying it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not my thing, but it's I, I like that you like it. Yeah, you do sometimes want to see that, like, final product. Yeah, yeah, because that is good. If you guys have highlights of the week, we would love to hear them. We love hearing from you. We miss seeing you on Sunday mornings. Um, but you can text them in. Text them to the youth phone. The number is 07471 218 um, And, yeah, let us know what's been going on in your week. Right, here we go. So before we go any further, make sure that you have got a Bible, a journal, a pen for like writing and coloured pens for making it look beautiful. Um, so at the moment, we are looking at how to do faith at home for various, obvi- ver- various obvious reasons. <laughs> um, it is so easy to just rely on church for all of your faith stuff. Um, but at the moment, uh, church looks so different that it, that's harder and so it's important to learn to look after your own faith at home even when we can go to church this is really important um, and this is the perfect time to learn so last week and this week we are looking at how you read the bible last week we sort of chatted about um, when you have a passage of the bible uh, how do you read it how do you actually get anything out of it and make sense of what it is saying and um, and then at small group on tuesday we chatted about how you guys actually find reading the Bible. Um, and one of the main things that you said was it's really hard to know where to start. Mm. And the Bible just seems quite daunting. Like it's massive. And what do you read first? Um, and that is like you're not alone. It is really common to feel like that. So over this week in the podcast and then at Small Group, we're going to look at like what is in the Bible and how do we choose what to read? So this morning... Um, our aim is to make this mysterious book in front of you a little less mysterious um, and basically help you understand what's actually in there. So we're going to give you a whistle-stop tour. 
So you do need a physical Bible because yes. it will help you visualise what on earth we're talking about. Otherwise, you'll just get lost if you're just listening to us. Yes. Pause and go and grab a physical Bible. It will make this much, much easier. So the Bible is actually a little library of 66 books. Um, if you find your contents page at the beginning of your Bible, you'll see a list of the books in there. Find your contents page now. Uh, we're going to look at the whole way through this section. It will be way easier to understand if you can see the list in front of you. So make sure you've got that. Um, if you look at your contents page, you'll see what is in the library. It is split into two sections called the Old Testament, which is books written before Jesus was born, and the New Testament, which is books written after Jesus was born. There are 39 in the Old and 27 in the New Testament. This library, the Bible, like all libraries, doesn't hold just one type of book. So, for example, if you went to your local library, you would find fiction, you would find like DIY manuals, historical accounts, you'd have picture books, like poetry, DVDs, magazines, all that kind of thing. The Bible is like that too. Without the DVDs. Without the DVDs. <laughs> um, so the types of books in your Bible include uh, like history books, true stories of God's people, poetry, songs, letters, um, written down speeches and essays. And all that kind of thing. And some of the books have different styles of writing in them just to make things more confusing. But we will come back to this. So imagine you had 66 different books in front of you. You've got to decide how you organise them. Do you do it by the date that they were written? Do you do it by genre? Like what type of book it is? Do you do it in alphabetical order? The Bible kind of does it by both when it was written and the genre. So whether it's a history book, poetry book, etc. And um, Sometimes it doesn't totally go in the right order, though, chronologically, like in, in time. So that can be confusing. Um, and although they are 66 different books, they are part of telling one big story. So it's really important to understand how what you're reading fits into this story. So that is like the whole point of what we're going to do today is figure mm. out like what is the big story. So get comfy and get your contents page of your Bible out and get ready for a whistle-stop tour of the whole Bible. This is going to be good. It is. We do need to give you a warning first so that you're prepared. <laughs> it will probably take us about 10 minutes to give you a whistle-stop tour of the whole Bible, so make sure you're comfortable. You will need to listen and not check Instagram, or you will get confused and lost. So like, just zone in for the next 10 minutes. Also, it's a bit like a roller coaster. After the first couple of books, you're going to think, oh my days, I'm not listening to you guys anymore. This is so long. But it's like, you know how a roller coaster like slowly chugs up the first bit and then it gets to the top and you're like, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. And then it like goes yeah, and like whizzes through all the way to the end, high speed. It's kind of like that, this Bible overview. So don't quit after the first few books thinking, oh my days. Um, it will whistle all the way to the end before you know it. Yeah, there's loads of detail early on, but then less as we as we get through it. Yeah. And also as a prize for sticking it out, Dave's going to tell us his most embarrassing moment <sighs> to keep us like focused all the way through to the end. <laughs> At the end of the overview. Yeah. Okay. So you will see um, in your contents page that the first book in your Bible is Genesis. Um, Genesis is mostly a history book and it starts before the creation of the world. Um, when we say it's mostly a history book, it starts with two creation stories which are actually written as poems. Um, and so there is disagreement about whether they're meant to be taken literally like they're actually history or whether they 
are like just a poem that tells us about what God is like and the fact that he is a creator. Um, but that is a discussion for another day. <laughs> um, but in Genesis, we've got creation. And then we move into the like history stuff. God creates humans. Um, they choose to go their own way instead of follow God. And so things start to go wrong. Um, they have babies who have more babies who have more babies, etc., etc. And then we get to Noah and the flood and Noah's Ark and all of that stuff. And then a few chapters after Noah, we meet Abraham. We start. I feel like we should have done a countdown into starting this. In case you didn't catch it, we have begun. This is the Bible overview. So <laughs> we get to Abraham. Abraham is a really important person in this entire story. God makes a promise to him that if he follows him, he will make Abraham and all of his descendants God's people. Um, they'll get to have a relationship with him again after Adam and Eve messed it all up. Um, and so the rest of the Old Testament follows this family. And it's easy to forget this because after a lot of generations, there's a whole country of people um, and you kind of forget that they're actually a big family that God promised to have this relationship with if he kept their, if they kept his commandments. So in Genesis, you've got the history of the next few generations of this family. Some of their names will be super familiar to you guys. So you've got Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. And, and his, his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. We could sing to them. Let's not. Um... <laughs> They are God's people, Abraham's family as God's people. And um, by the end of uh, Genesis, they are called the Israelites, which is quite a familiar name as well. And they have ended up in Egypt when Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat dies. And at this stage, we then move into Exodus, which is the next book on your list. And it's basically the sequel to Genesis. It's another history book and it picks up a few generations later, um, a few generations after Joseph has died. And... The Israelites, this family, have been oppressed by the Egyptians and they are now slaves. And it follows the story of Moses rescuing them out of Egypt and they wander in the desert for 40 years. And during the time that they're wandering in the desert, God tells them how they should live as his people. And there's a lot of instructions about how to behave. And there's also instructions about how to set up somewhere that God can live so that he can live amongst them while they walk in the desert. At this stage, you might be thinking, you were right, Dave and Rach. We're only two books into 66. How long is this going to take? But it is about to speed up. Um, so you will see Leviticus is the next book. Um, and it's again, it's like a sequel to Exodus. And it's a lot of laws all about the priests um, and how God wants them to live as his people. And then the next book is Numbers. Um, it basically starts like a census of this enormous family. Um, and it is literally numbers, counting how many of them there are now. And then from around chapter four of Numbers all the way through to the, the end of the next book, which is Deuteronomy, there's more instructions on how they should live interspersed with stories and um, basically just from this family wandering around in the desert and all the stuff they experience. One of the things that God promises Abraham, the father of this enormous family, uh, was land. And in the next book, Joshua, that is the story of how they get hold of the land that was promised to them, which is aptly called the promised land. Ooh. Ooh. Then they go a bit off the rails and Judges, the next book, is basically a quick summary of what happens under the reign of each of their leaders. Um, some of their leaders are good, some of them are awful, um, but these leaders are judges, not kings, which is worth noting. God is their king. So up to this point, we've basically had like a logical progression of history books about this massive family and their relationship with God. Um, then randomly, we have the book of Ruth. It is another history book, but it's zoomed right into focus on one specific person rather than like the whole nation. And it is a great story. It's quick to read. And it's really important because Ruth is David's great granny and David, 
as you all know, is really important. <laughs> not just because he shares me. King David you. is really important. Sorry, I thought this was me. No, no, it's not. It's not about you. Um, so keep looking down your contents page and you'll see next you've got one and two Samuel. Um, and these are the story of how Israel, this massive family, are now so far from God that they basically say, we want a human king. We don't want you to be our king anymore, God. We want a human king. Um, and so God appoints David, Ruth's great grandson, to be their king. And he is part of the plan to bring this massive family back to God, basically. And David isn't perfect. He makes some good decisions. He makes some pretty terrible decisions. Um, and God promises that there will be a future king from David's family. And spoilers, he's talking about Jesus. Woo. Um, then we have one and two kings, which, as they say on the tin, are history books about kings. So after David, Solomon is king and it all goes horribly wrong. And this huge family, now an entire country, splits over a row about taxes and becomes two countries, Israel and Judah. And then each country have a bunch more kings and God sends prophets to both countries to tell them to sort themselves out or things are going to go really wrong. But this is where the Bible gets a bit confusing. It's like it's sorted by genre, so history, poetry, etc. And then within each group, it's sorted by date. So we'll come back to all those prophets that we've just talked about in a bit. And then basically Israel gets conquered by a country called Assyria. And then we have one and two chronicles um, they don't pick up where King's left off. And I find 1 and 2 Chronicles incredibly hard to read because basically you've read it all already. It starts back at Adam and it, like Adam and Eve, and it summarises all the way through to where we've just got to. Um, but then it just adds on at the end the fact that Judah, the other family, half of this family, not our son, the other <laughs> half of the family that I've split in half, um, also get conquered by another country and that's Babylon. If you've ever done the Bible in a year, you might be familiar with 1 and 2 Chronicles because you read 1 and 2 Kings and then it is almost word for word the same mm -hmm. and it's like, they are as hard. Um, then you will get to Ezra and Nehemiah, which are more history books followed, following the um, Israel side of this family after being conquered and some of them managing to return home and start to rebuild their country. Um, and then we have Esther, which is another history book and fun fact, the only book in the Bible that doesn't directly mention God. Oh. I know. Um, and it is unsurprisingly the story of a woman called Esther. Crazy. Um, and also about some of the people um, from the Israel side of the family who don't manage to go back home after they get conquered. Uh, oh, so we, exciting point in our roller coaster, have reached the end of the history books Woo! now we're like seriously hitting the speedy turns all the way back to the end yeah so the next book you'll see is job job is a poem it is an incredibly long poem uh, <laughs> it's not a historical story reporting a true series of events it may or may not be a story based on a real man called job uh, we don't know and it doesn't really matter it's meant to be more of a lesson in how to live for god in the real world when everything is going wrong then we have Psalms, which is a book of poems and songs, basically about real life with God. Uh, when things are good, when things are bad, when you're angry at God, when you're worshipping God. Um, it's just full of poems and songs about that. Um, lots of them were written by King David, who we met all the way back in 1 Samuel. So now you see what we mean about it doesn't quite go history jumping order. around a little bit yeah um, then we have proverbs which was written mostly by david's son solomon um, and is a book of poems and sayings about how to make wise choices about living for god 
Uh, and then there is Ecclesiastes, more poetry, um, this time about how pointless everything is without God. Then Song of Songs, which is more poetry, this time about love. Um, and that is the end of the section of poetry books. Um, well, it's almost the end. Almost there's the a, end. There's a random one that we'll come to in a second. And um, then we go into the books of prophecy. So we said earlier that God sent prophets to tell Israel that they needed to sort their lives out or everything was going to go wrong. Um, so this is where all of those prophecies are written down. Um, so you will see next in your contents, you've got Isaiah and Jeremiah, and they are prophecies from before um, when Israel and Judah were conquered. Basically saying, catch yourself on. Um, we then randomly jump back into poetry for Lamentations, which is a poem mourning the fact that they've been conquered. That is your last poetry book. That is the last bit of poetry. Um, then we're back into prophecies again. Um, people hearing what God is saying to this family um, and writing it down. And it's this is the prophecies from after they were conquered. Um, so this is the serious speedy downhill. You Brace have yourself, got... it's about to go quick. Ezekiel, Daniel, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. And that's the end of the Old Testament. Oh my goodness, we made it. Well done. So, unsurprisingly, we now move into the New Testament. There's basically 400 years where God doesn't seem to speak uh, and nothing seems to happen, or at least none of it is written down in our Bibles. Um, I'm sure stuff happened in that time. Uh, and then you've got Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. These are the four Gospels, which literally mean, Gospel literally means good news. Um, they are four people's accounts of Jesus's life. Um, they tell stories about what he did and they've written down a whole bunch of his sermons. Um, Jesus, obviously is the main character, was the king that they were promised way back in Samuel. He was one of David's great, 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 great grandchildren. And we believe that he was both a man, but also God. He was born by a miracle. God made Mary pregnant without the usual baby making methods. And he grew up to be a great teacher, but also to do impossible, amazing miracles. Um, these four books all tell about how he was killed by being hung on a cross and then how he came back to life three days later. Um, your next book is Acts, um, which is just like a sequel to the Gospels. Um, it's a history book which tells about Jesus being taken up to heaven 40 days after he rose from the dead and then the story of how the church started. And then you have a whole bunch of letters written to different churches explaining things about Jesus, his teaching, and also how we should live as Christians. So this is another speedy downhill on our roller coaster. Ready, brace yourself. You've got Romans, 1 and 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 and 2 Thessalonians, 1 and 2 Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, 1 and 2 Peter, 1, 2 and 3 John, and Jude. Wowzers. And then we have Revelation. The last book in the Bible. Revelation is a letter, but it is also a prophecy book recounting a vision someone had, um, a vision that a guy called John had uh, about heaven and the end of the world. And there you have it, the whole Bible. Give yourselves a round of applause. So as our reward, Dave, what's your most embarrassing <laughs> I moment? I was really hoping you'd forget. I was trying <laughs> to think about this and I was like, I can't think. I don't know if I've had anything that embarrassing. And then Rach reminded me of something and I was like, yep, that's it. Uh, so when I was probably about 16, I was at a party at a friend's house and there were some girls who I very much liked the look of. And they were trying, they had a Terry's chocolate orange and they couldn't break it to eat it. And I thought, 
16-year-old Dave was not very good with the ladies, which may be a surprise to you. Um, <laughs> rude. <laughs> um, I thought, I know what will impress these girls. Uh, if I smash this ego, this uh, Terry's chocolate orange open. Um, and so, and to my eternal shame, this is a word-for-word quote for what I said. I said, step aside, ladies. Uh, pushed past them, picked this Terry's chocolate orange up and smashed it on my forehead. And I remember thinking as I did it, I have to do this hard or it's not going to break and it will hurt more. Uh, So I really, really hit it against my head. Um, I nearly knocked myself out. It didn't break and I fell backwards and ended up sitting on a sofa like half concussed while everyone laughed at me. Um, So without question, oh, it's making me cringe even thinking about it now. (laughs) That is my most embarrassing moment, and I hope it is a good reward for making it through our Bible overview. Can I leave now? If you take anything away from this, except hopefully the whole Bible, (sighs) um, don't do that. That's not a good way to impress girls. I don't think any of them are going to do that. No one's going (laughs) to do that, are they? Well, you never know. Um, So, apart from Dave's (laughs) most embarrassing moment, what was the point of that entire Bible overview? Um, The point was, firstly, you need to know what's actually in your Bible if you want to pick things to read in your Bible. Um, And the second point was when you are then reading your Bible, it really helps to understand where in the story you are. um, And also, like, what am I reading? Am I reading a historical account? Am I reading a worship song? Like, it really helps to know Mm. what's actually happening in the bit of Bible that you are reading. So now I hope you've got a broad understanding of what is in this book that you own. Um, On Tuesday in your small groups, we're going to talk more about it and more about how we decide what to actually read. When you've got your quiet time, you sit down, you get your Bible in front of you and you think, what on earth do I read now? We're going to talk about how you make that decision. So we are going to give you guys a chance to connect with God and unfrazzle your brains at the end. But first, we will do prayer requests. So... Uh, may I go first? You may go oh, first. Oh, gosh, thank you so much. Um, if you guys, actually, you guys go first. Take a minute, think of one thing that we can be praying for you. Um, it could be for you, your friends, your family, um, and text your prayer request into 07471 218 219, which is the youth phone. Um, we love to get those through. We pray for you, and we also send them on to the youth team, all of whom throughout all of this lockdown have been praying for you guys, and all of you have been assigned to one member of the youth team who pray for you every week. Um, so it's great to get the requests in so that we can send those on to them. Um, my prayer request is I would like you to pray that I continue enjoying my quiet time. So this is kind of what we're teaching you guys about is how to have quiet time and you know it doesn't have to be quiet um set aside time between you and god every day um i have found that incredibly hard for most of my life and at the minute probably for the last month or six weeks i'm loving it uh and that's really unusual for me and i really wanted to carry on because it's really refreshing so pray that keeps going and my prayer request is in your tuesday small groups this week we set you the challenge of doing a bible reading plan together and the first Today's Bible reading was on um, the fact that we all have gifts that we can use. And one of the things I've been praying about lately basically is just that I would love to have the gift of like godly wisdom, not just earthly wisdom, but godly wisdom. Um, so just pray for that. I'd really like godly wisdom. I think it'd be a great gift to have. Amazing. 
so send your prayer requests in and please do be praying for us. The worship activity that we want to send you away with now, we want you to unfrazzle your brain um, if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed by that whistle-stop tour of what is essentially like one of the biggest books you will ever read, which is fine. So God is... Um, <laughs> Called you God. Oh, Thanks. man, that's bad, isn't it? Heretical, Re- but... <laughs> Rach is going to explain what we want you to go and do now. Take it away, God. <laughs> God? Um, <laughs> so, the first thing that you need to know is God is not out to confuse us. The presence of God brings us peace and wisdom and joy. So we want to spend a bit of time with him to finish um, and just know his peace and not feel like, oh, my days, I can't remember most of what they just said. So... The whole whistle-stop tour of the Bible, if you can't remember anything of what we said, is summed up in this one verse. John three sixteen, For, For God, God so loved, loved the, the world. world. Why are we reading it together? <laughs> I thought I'd just surprise you. Carry on. <laughs> um, For God so, so loved, loved the world, world that, that he gave, gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, perish but, but have eternal life. life. I feel like you ruined it, Dave. <laughs> I'm going to read it without Dave because it's an amazing verse when Dave's not reading it. Um, John 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Life. David! (laughs) So what we'd love you guys to do is stick on some worship music. In the description of this podcast, there's um, a couple of links to like worship we would recommend. But if you've got a favourite, just go straight to your own favourite. And just spend some time writing out that verse. Colour it in, draw pictures around it, write your thoughts around it. Work through it word by word. We talked about doing that last week. Yeah. Um, read it in the message version. That's something else we talked about. Yeah. And just enjoy hanging out with God. Um, so it was John... Chapter 3, verse 16. So write that down now so you don't forget. Um, and we have put an example of what we mean by um, like reflecting creatively on a Bible verse onto our Facebook and our Instagram. So if you or your parents follow us on Facebook or Instagram, you can check that out for some inspiration. And check out our previous ones as well. We like post one every week. Um, but also if you don't have any access to that, just text us and we'll text you this week's example so you can have a look at it. Um, the number, if you've forgotten, is 07471218219. Um, and also we'd love to see yours when you've done this. We love it when you guys send us pictures of your like Bible journaling. Um, you can text them to us on... Oh seven four seven. Oh, no, I don't know. Oh seven four seven one. Oh, I was doing it right. Two one eight two one nine. Yeah. Or email them to us at um, youth at cardiffvineyard.org. Or tag us on whatever social media. Yeah, whatever fancy way you'd like to show us. We just love to see them. Yeah. Um. So we're going to wrap up and let you guys go and do that. Great. Um. I'm just going to pray and then we're going to send you off. Uh. Jesus, I thank you so much for. Uh, our youth we love them um, and we love your word as well lord and just pray that um, as we look at this that it would kind of open up to the youth and to the leaders in a way that it never has done before uh, that it would make sense before where before it has been confusing um, and that it would just be exciting to get to read your words to us Uh, lord i pray this over our time now Amen. Amen. Also, we've written the verse that you're Bible journaling on in the description. So if you're like, I can't remember what you just said, just check out the description. Yes. John 3, 16. Yes. Go. Is that everything? That's it. Marvellous. Go and do that now. See you guys on Tuesday. See you later. Bye. Bye.